welcome to Revolutionary Women. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. Rebecca Bender is an award-winning marketing strategist and founder of Little Bug and RAB Marketing, a boutique consultancy that empowers brands and marketing leaders with strategic guidance, integration assistance, email funnel creation, and more that unleash new levels of success. With experience on the front lines of marketing and editorial at Sandbox, the United States Air Force, the Japan Times, and Military.com, Rebecca's uniquely military spouse-based background is ever-present in her experiences and gives her a first-hand understanding of military spouse life and the unique challenges marketing leaders face in military-facing industries. Her company, Lil Bug, was recently named 2023 Top Choice of the Year in the Baby Plush Lovey category by Baby Maternity Magazine and the 2023 Product of the Year Award in the Baby and Toddler Plush Products category by Creative Child Magazine. Her writing and commentary can be found in major publications, including the Japan Times and Kyoto News. She is a two-time children's book author with her books Henry the Sloth and Bev the Bear. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome to Revolutionary Woman. How are you this morning? I'm fantastic. Thank you for having me. Thank you for coming on the show. Okay, so let's get started. Um, You're originally from Seattle, but are currently living in Virginia. What made you move from Seattle to Virginia? Yeah, so I'm actually a military spouse. My husband's active duty in the Air Force. So we move a lot. Um, Every (laughs) four years, we get up and move somewhere else. And so I'm kind of used to that, I guess, nomad lifestyle Mm. where Uh we have, you know, different places that we're going to every four years. But I did, yeah. So I grew up in Seattle. We moved um, to Japan for four years. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, we lived in Tokyo for four years. I um, got my background in communications there. I started doing news broadcast there as well. Oh, um, wow. And then we moved to the, back to the States after that. So kind huh. of an interesting background, I guess, as far as, you know, the fact that we were in Japan for four years. Yeah. Um, so how was that living in Japan? Um, was that a huge cultural shock or, or because, you know, you were used to traveling so much, did that like, kind of like, okay, it's just another place. (laughs) So I'm curious. Yeah. Yeah. Tess, it was interesting because, you know, as a military spouse, when you, when you marry someone, you just are like, oh yeah, I know I'm marrying a military member, but like, you don't know really at that point when you sign the the Mm. contract of marriage, you don't realize (laughs) that comes with that um, until you really do your first move like that or do your first deployment or, you know, go through that process of deployment. Mm -hmm. So it was a bit of a shock, not only being away from my family, um, Mm -hmm. revamping my career. I had to pretty much up and leave. I was a personal trainer. I had to up and leave my personal training job and all my clients and just kind of restart really everything. Um, So it was a cultural shock, but it was also just a personal shock, you know, to, mm-hmm. to redoing your whole life and trying to figure out who am I and, and what do I want to do with my life? Yeah. Um, and that's where I kind of started realizing that communications and marketing and reaching out to people and finding connection mm-hmm. was what I really enjoy the most. That's so cool, because especially from someone who, you know, lived or grew up in the U.S. and then to be, you know, to be living in a different country than having to learn the language. Did you know the language? No, no, uh-huh, I didn't so know you had to Japanese. Learn. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So I had to learn Japanese. Um, I, I know a little bit. I uh-huh. won't say that I know enough <laughs> to have a conversation, uh-huh. um, but I, I knew enough to get around, you know, and that was really all I needed. I went to school in downtown Tokyo, so I had to learn, you know, enough to get on a train and mm-hmm. order food and mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah. Huh. Okay. So um, I'm curious, as a woman, as an American woman living in Tokyo, did you find the Japanese people to be, I don't know, were they welcoming? Were they not welcoming? Did they have preconceived notions about American women, especially in, you know, living there with your military spouse or being a military spouse? Yeah, no, they were, they were very welcoming, at least from my experience. And um, the thing that I did find is that they are a lot of the people that I came across in Japan could speak English, oh. um, but they were scared to speak English because they didn't feel like their English was good enough. Really? And so I would often meet people and they would be like, oh, no, 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 I don't speak. I don't speak. And, and uh-huh. I'd be like, but you're telling me you don't speak English. In English. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting. So, yeah, because yeah. I mean, for someone who, know, who like, you know, I mean, I know some French, but I wouldn't be able to like really speak it. I don't speak it fluently, but if I go to France or any other French-speaking countries, I'd be like, um, "Okay, Google Translate," because I would feel uncomfortable. You know, I'm not sure yeah. if I would how they would receive it. Is that how you felt like being or speaking to um, people over there, or after a while it just became comfortable for you? Yeah, I mean, what I realized is that I would say something in Japanese, uh-huh. and then they would say back in perfect English. Well, how can I help you with that? Is this? Way? And I'm like, why am I even trying? <laughs> That's so funny. That's yeah, wild. Yeah. Oh my god. So it made it honestly, Tess. It made it hard to even want to like try to learn more because every time I would try any <laughs> new thing that I learned, uh-huh. they would know know it better so they do they do speak um and i guess teach english Uh in the schools at elementary level so i think that's part of the reason why yeah right oh wow okay so let's move on from that um so (laughs) i mean i think it's fascinating especially because you know as a military um family you always moved and i have a family member who also did that for years and i'm always fascinated by them because they know different languages and they've been like exposed to so many cultures and it's really amazing because you realize you know like just just because you know you're there doesn't mean that you can't connect with people you know and you're you're in a different country but it's a great way to connect with other cultures so yeah yeah, that's and, so and cool. plus that's a that's a big reason too as well um, that I kind of like I said kind of figured out my purpose when I was in Japan. It was that I want to try and help people you know like get that gap where they can connect and get that you know feeling of comfort from something and get mm. that feeling of community because I often found myself not having that right. um, and so. That, that's part of the reason, I mean, I know we'll touch on it more, but that's part of the reason why I started Little Bug is yeah. to have a community of people that understand each other, mm-hmm. um, are trying to find comfort and trying to, you know, navigate this crazy life that we yeah. have. Okay, yeah. so let's get into it. You are the founder yeah. of Little Bug Store and, and is it RAB Marketing or RAB Marketing? RAB Marketing, RAB yep. Marketing. yep. Okay, yeah. so what is Little Bug Store about and what prompted you to create it? 
Yeah, so Little Bug is, um, Little Bug Store essentially is um, these little levies. So I started this whole process. My son had anxiety, um, Mm. separation, anxiety, Mm. Mm -hmm. and a lot of it I think stemmed from, you know, being by himself in his room and knowing, he he would even be like, you know, when is daddy coming or, you know, Mm. it's that whole separation of having a father doing deployment or family member that's leaving for work or, mm-hmm. you know, when I actually left for work, um, he felt like he needed something that was mine mm-hmm. there. So mm-hmm. he would sleep with my shirt um, to, because uh-huh. it's not like mom. Uh-huh. And so part of this little bug idea is that it's an object that's not so much an object, it more amplifies a person. So whether it be, you know, you put mom's shirt inside of there and it smells like mom, or you put dad's shirt inside of there and it smells like dad, or you mm. put a special item that relates back to that person that that whoever's holding that little bug lovey can feel the comfort from that person, even though they're not there and no one needs to know about it. And that's the best part is that it's kind of a hidden pouch that's inside of the lovey that they can put whatever special items that they need to, that brings them comfort inside. And so that's really where it all started was my son um, and trying to find that for him. And I looked all over the internet, you know, I found like the old nineties backpacks that have the straps that Mm. I think I actually had one that was like a fig, you know, like a character or a a bear and it has straps on it. Yep. Mm -hmm. The issue is, is that he wouldn't be able to sleep with that because there's straps. Right. And so I kept trying to find something similar to what we now sell at Little Bug and I just couldn't find it. Oh. And so um, I created it myself and then I started giving, you know, one here, two there to military spouses that may need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, maybe there's something to this. We did our first pop-up shop and we sold out of all of our levies at that pop-up shop. Oh, and that was when I decided, you know, it was literally over the weekend. That was my aha moment. Tess uh-huh. was maybe this is going to work, you know, and, and I saw other moms that could relate to my story and that were, you know, seeing that this was something that they could find comfort with as well. So that was really worse. I love that. Especially, you know, I'm I'm thinking back to when my daughter was little and, you know, she, my husband worked late sometimes. So she'd be like, when's daddy coming home? And I'm like, when she's trying to go to sleep, but she doesn't want to go to sleep. And I'm like, okay, what can I give her that would comfort her? You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, she had stuffed animals, but you know, this is really different because you are connecting, you know, your essence pretty much or your husband's essence into this little thing. So he can feel comfortable and and safe. That's amazing. I love that idea. That is so cool. Okay. So, um, with brand marketing, was that, since you've had experience with marketing because you have your own marketing firm, was that easy to apply what you know with regards to marketing a little bug store? Yeah, and it's funny because um, I've gotten comments that, you know, when we do these pop-up markets from other vendors and from people that come by our booth, they're like, who does your your branding? It's very, <laughs> you know, everything's the same and your logo is very apparent. And mm-hmm. I do think that it helped me to transition to owning my own business, having mm-hmm. done a lot of, you know, branding and marketing for businesses, uh, startups. Right. Um in my past. And so, yeah, it, it was, I feel like we did have a little bit of a jump start mm-hmm. because I, you know, as a founder have a marketing background. Um, right. so I do think that helped, but at the same time, it also, I was, I was very hard on myself because I had seen how growth can progress and how mm. fast things can happen Right. because of that. I, 
was hard on myself a lot of the time. So I think there's a give and take to it. I'm like, man, I know this can go faster. or Man, I know this can launch or, you know, I was, I was hard on myself with that. Yeah. yeah. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, you had this idea and it did, you know, it did happen. You know, you created something and it, you know, I guess it just takes time like anything else. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's really the reality of it is it does take time. And I, I think, I think any mom, any mompreneur mm -hmm. is hard on themselves when it comes to timing of things. I right. mean, I even remember that when my son like wasn't quite walking, I'm like, why isn't he walking? Is it my fault? Uh -huh. You know, did uh -huh. I do something wrong? Like, I think we tend to blame ourselves yes. when really it might not have anything to do with us. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Because then you wonder, okay, what am I supposed to be doing here? <laughs> you know, especially right, as a new right. mom. I'm like, I had no clue, especially when I had my child. I'm like... Um, okay, what's next? And how do I do this? Yeah. You know, <laughs> and I relate that completely back to having a company. Mm -hmm. It's a lot like the early stages of having a baby. Yes, you're like, am I doing this right? Am I feeding them enough? Are they growing fast enough? Right. Are they walking fast enough? Or should they not be running? Yeah. You know, yeah. like it's very much. It's very much learning the process and no one gives you a manual for motherhood and no, no one gives you a manual <laughs> for building a business. Yeah. You know, there's there's not there's no guidance. Um, I do try to, you know, on my LinkedIn page, I try to reach out to a lot of other, mil you know, uh -huh. military spouses who have businesses, but also moms who are starting businesses to have a connection with them and and talk about those issues because there's, like I said, there really isn't anything like that to yeah. just like say, here's a manual on how you do it, you right, know? Right, right. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, and, and you're right, because I think it, it kind of like, you know, it, it can apply to almost anything that you want to create, right? Yeah. Like if you start something, it's like, okay, so how do I start? <laughs> and then how do I keep it going? Um, right. Okay, so you're also a writer and have written for Japan Times and military.com. So has your writing been a part of sharing about your experience in creating the little bug store? Yeah, so we do have a blog on the Little Bug site. Um, oh, cool. I I really should be writing more on it, um, <laughs> but we do have a blog and we try to keep up with it um, as much as we can. Everyone, at, we we have a small staff at Little Bug, but they're all military spouses or mm. moms, mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's really like what makes our blog so special is that it's coming from the perspective of someone who's probably in the same shoes mm -hmm. as someone who's reading it. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's, that's something that we try to, you know, strive to continue is that, that blog on the back end, but also um, our Instagram account. So little bug underscore store is our Instagram account. And we have a ton of different content on there. We're always posting about being a mom and, and, you know, you know, some of the, it, some of the tips and tricks that we can give as much as we're not experts, because I don't know that anyone is an expert in being a mom. It's mm -hmm. all just, mm -hmm. you know, but yeah, we, we put some tips and things that have helped us through yeah. um, different situations on there as well. That's awesome. So with all of your experiences living in a different country and your, you know, between marketing and writing, what lessons do you think you've learned along the way and being a mom, of course, and being an entrepreneur? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest lessons that I've learned is um, just give yourself grace because mm -hmm. a lot of the times you will, like it, like I kind of said earlier, you'll, you'll be like, man, this isn't going fast enough, man, this mm -hmm. isn't, you know, but it's a journey. And instead of thinking it, of it in a mindset of the next week, think of it in the mindset of the next 
seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I told my husband as well. Like, you know, this, this business is growing, we're planting seeds along the way and those right. seeds may not grow instantly. Right. They, so we may not be able to see everything currently, but there's seeds scattered all over the place. And within the next month, they'll start to bloom. Within the next year, they'll start to bloom. And it's just a process of seeding that ground mm. and, and getting it all started. So I think that's one of the big, the biggest things that I've learned is to just be patient with myself and give myself grace in that right. process. That's awesome. Okay. So what keeps you going? Oh man, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think we'd, be, we'd all be lost without caffeine. <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I, I, I think the biggest thing that keeps me going is seeing the responses and the feedback that we get from families that have gotten our products. Mm. Um, and I love doing these pop-up markets, even though we don't really necessarily have to keep doing them. That's not like the soul, mm-hmm. but it is the soul of our business because it, it allows us to go and talk to all of these people that have used our little bugs that have been a part of our community. Mm-hmm. And granted, we've only started this. We launched seven months ago. So we are so in the infancy stages of all of this. Wow. But in the past seven months, uh-huh. we've created this community, which is like so awesome and exciting. And that's really what keeps me going is talking mm. to all of the moms that use our products, all the families that have connected with other families through our face or, you know, through our Instagram, Facebook mm-hmm. or any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what keeps me going with all of that. Um, it's just it. the community. That's great. So who would you credit for where you are now? Um, my family. Mm. So, I mean, I know that I wouldn't have started Little Bug if it wasn't for my son, who as a first time mom, I didn't know what I was doing. And he, he helped me grow. Mm -hmm. He helped me create this, you know, Little Bug company and he helped me do all that. So, and then obviously my, my husband who has been a big supporter of all of this and has been kind of my rock in situations where I don't know what I'm doing and Mm -hmm. I need someone to talk to and, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then my daughter. So yeah, my whole family has been really just there to kind of like, I mean, even my daughter at these events, she's running around and she's smiling at people. Aww. And I'm sure that influences the way that people see our brand, you know, uh-huh. but it's, so she's even a spokesperson for a little bug. I like, love it. So my whole family, it's, we call it the little bug fam. Like I they really, it. my whole family is a part of this bandwagon that I've got them on. So Aww, that's I great. Think that's, yeah. That's really the big, you know, the big influencers and the big, and, Big and, people right about me. and how old is your daughter? My daughter's one. Um, <gasps> oh my gosh. Yeah. That's... My daughter's one and my son is three. So we're wow. in the, very much in the stages of like, you know, new parenthood. Wow. With our, I yeah. love it. Yeah, I can just picture this little one running around <laughs> trying to get <laughs> yeah. people's attention. I, I know. It. She's actually, um, if you go onto our website and a lot of the the stuff that we give out, um, she's actually been like the model for the majority of the images you'll see. Uh, my son or my daughter have been on a lot of those. So yeah, she's our little bug model. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, so moving forward, is there something you haven't yet done that you would like to do? Yeah, so I... Another thing that kind of keeps me going with Little Bug is being able to give back. Um, mm. So I ideally would love to get to a point with Little Bug that we have the funds and support to be able to give a Little Bug levy to a child in need for every Little Bug levy that's sold. 
And whether that be through angel funds or mm-hmm. whether that be through foundations that are willing to partner with us mm-hmm. or whether that be through just our sales are thriving enough for us to do it, like I would love to be able to give back in some way, shape or form. Um, we are currently working with the Armed Forces YMCA in the Hampton Roads region in Virginia, mm. and we give back around 60 levies a month um, wow. to military families. So things like that uh-huh. are what I would want to keep going with and even further with. Um, I really would love to help with foster kids and mm. be able to give back more levies to the foster community. Um, so like things like that, I, I would love to keep that ball rolling because uh-huh. that's what makes little bugs so vital and so important to me is being able to give back to those kids that really need it. I love it. I just got chills when you were talking about <laughs> foster kids and all of these children who may yeah. not have access to it. And, you know, you're able to do that sometime in the future. That would be amazing. And what, yeah, a, yeah. what a gift, you know, for them. Um, yeah. That would be incredible. Oh, I can't wait till you tell me that it's, it's actually going. That would be wonderful. Yeah, the big thing with foster um, children as well is, I mean, I had, I have a friend who works with the foster, you know, community, and she said that a lot of these kids will show up with just a black bag Mm. full of their clothes. And like that, that tears me to even think about that. But that's, Mm -hmm. that's all they have is this black bag with their clothes in it. And so to have a little bug lovey that they can put any kind of sentimental item that means a lot to them, Mm -hmm. that they don't want anyone to touch. Mm -hmm. To have that as a special secret spot would be like so amazing, you know, and so that's really something that I'm trying to, um, for the future, trying to get us either Uh, whether it be creating some kind of little bug charity or little bug fund or what that we can have the ability to give back to that community would be really amazing. And not just that community. I mean, there's a lot of other communities that could use this as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I've talked to NICU nurses um, that they were like, you know, to be able to have mom smell Mm -hmm. next to the baby when they're in the NICU Mm -hmm. um, would would help with that transition of, you know, not being able to be with them for 30 plus days or however long they're in the NICU. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of ways we can give back that I really hope is, you know, I'm, I'm working towards on our horizon. Rebecca, that's incredible. I love that mission, yeah. you know, because you are, you are really um, sharing it, you know, to not just um, military families, but every family that especially the ones who need it most, you know, that is so cool. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That is amazing. I love your I love that uh your your future or you know near future mission. That's really cool. Um, yeah, and I mean that's that's the thing. I love that you say near future because I really do want this to be like near. Um, yeah. and so that's that's the goal is that this is little bug isn't just when you buy a little bug love, you're not just buying a lovey, you're buying um, you know, comfort for a child somewhere. Uh, so, yeah. I, I love that. Okay, so if anyone wanted to know more about you and the Little Bug store, how would they go about it? Yeah, so um, you can go onto our website at www.littlebugstore.com. You can also check us out on our Instagram, which is littlebug underscore store. We also are on Facebook, uh, Little Bug is our Facebook account and you can just reach out to us. And, and if you're a mom and you want to just chat, reach out and mm. I'm probably going to be the one that responds, um, <laughs> either me or um, someone on my social team who's also a mom. So oh, cool. yeah, it's, it's really a big community of moms um, with who are, you know, all our, on our social accounts and everything. So, yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Um, if you had one thing to change that you wish you had done years ago, what would it be? 
I wish I would have started sooner. Really? And yes, because I feel like I had a lot of years mm-hmm. um, of working and doing things that I thought was my passion. Mm-hmm. And I think it more was that I thought it was my passion because I was getting a good paycheck from it. Mm-hmm but it wasn't truly my passion. Mm. And I wish I would have found this earlier so that I could then have had 10 more years onto, you know, cause we did only launch seven months ago. I would have loved to have launched this and had this time mm-hmm. to really create and, and, and continue this community. And obviously I know I've, I've got plenty of time in the future, but I think, you know, if, if I could have done that, even when I was in Japan to kind of show hey, you know, I'm overseas and I'm in this hard situation, but like there's comfort somewhere. Mm, um, yeah. I think I think that would have helped a lot of families and a lot of um, military to, to have that earlier. Well, okay, so. I understand that. But at the same time, I don't think you were at, or maybe you didn't have, you know, like going from one, from one career to another and establishing yourself as a mompreneur. Um, you know, I, I think it kind of comes back to when you're ready and when you've made your connections, right? I mean, now, of course, I mean, it, you, you right now you're able to do it for military families, but wouldn't it be amazing if you can actually reach out to different countries who are going through, like, you know, all of these um, who are in war-torn countries and, and be able to give back that way, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And and you're totally right, Tess. I almost I guess I should prefix that that I would have liked to start sooner, but I I wouldn't have had the knowledge that I have now to start. Yeah. So so that's the truth of it is that I if I started sooner, I probably wouldn't have been a mom. Mm. And so all of the situations that brought me to the pivotal point of creating Little Bug really had to happen when they happened. Right. Um but I guess it's just time. It's a you yeah. know, I I want more time. And I know every mom and every, you know, it's like, I wish I could have a million arms and I wish I could have, you know, 48 more hours to a day. Like mm. I just, I would love, I would have loved to have more time. And then, um, but yeah, that's just, that's the caveat of, of being a human, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we only yeah. get so many hours. <laughs> I know. I know. Oh my gosh. I'm remembering when I was, when my daughter was a baby and I'm like, wait, how many, wait, how many times do I need to like do this? And how, like in terms of, in terms of time, like, you know, I didn't know if I had enough time to like keep going and, and learn more about how to not, you know, just even feeding her and like learning all of these new things. And I'm like, I don't know if I'm doing this right, but (laughs) I got to keep going. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And once again, it goes back, you know, the correlation between being a mom and being a businesswoman. Like yeah. it is this, like, I'm, I don't have enough time for anything, but it's, it's the same. I remember when I had a first, you know, when my first was born, I mm-hmm. felt like everything was urgent, mm-hmm. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, everything yep. is urgent. And it's the same thing with business ownership. I'm sure yeah. in five, 10 years from now, I'll be like, why did I think that was so urgent? <laughs> you know? Right. Cause it's the same. It's the right. same as, as starting a business. Yeah, it's yeah. wild. So my last question is, if you could go back in time, what advice would you give your younger self? Uh, if I could go back in time, what advice would I give my younger self? Um, I think I would 
tell myself, and this kind of doesn't really have much to do with my business, but more just on a personal level. Mm -hmm. Um, I would tell myself to embrace the present Mm -hmm. because I felt like in my twenties, it was a lot of go, 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 get it done. You know, stress. I need to make sure that I have this career. I need to make sure that I have this level of pay by this time. Mm -hmm. And so I would tell myself to take a breath Mm-hmm. and enjoy the present. Yeah. Go and do that vacation on that weekend that is a random vacation and just go do it. Go embrace the world that you live in and go embrace the people around you that love you the most and just live in the present. Don't don't think so much about, you know, trying to climb the ladder or trying to be the the highest version of a business woman that you can. I just yeah, that's what I would tell myself. Embrace oh. embrace the now. <laughs> I love it. Well, Rebecca, Thank you so much for sharing your um, your life and your thoughts and your business with me and my listeners. I yeah I, I love what you're doing and I love that you have this um, vision of giving a lovey to every single child that's a, that's um, like in this country if not in, in other countries hopefully um, that's that's incredible and. So thank you for for doing something like this because I never when when I actually like looked you up and I'm like, this is cool, you know, because I never had anything like that when my daughter was little. So that would have been a game changer. <laughs> that would have been a game changer for me and for her. Um, so it it you know really is an incredible way to connect um, with your um, with your family as well as other families. So thank you for that. And I wish you so much luck with, you know, um, getting to the next level and creating this whole community of, of families that have lovies, because I think it's, it's a way to just, you know, like make uh, any child feel like, uh, feel safe and and comforted. So thank you for that. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for having me. I feel like, um, you know, it's it's great to be able to talk about our story and our mission at Little Bug, but it's also just great to potentially reach out, you know, through this podcast, be able to reach other moms and mm-hmm. working parents or just parents in general that are feeling like they need that connection and they need that support or maybe that their child needs that comfort when they're gone. So thank you for allowing that platform and allowing me to be able to be on it. Oh my gosh, you are so welcome. And like I said before, and, and I, when I read up about your um, your your site and your mission I'm like this is really neat because I had never heard anything like it so I'm like okay this is someone I would love to have and and hopefully like you know other people would or other families would want to get more information or want more information about getting a lovey um from you so with that thank you for uh saying yes and um you know have a good day and I'll talk to you soon All right. Sounds good. Thanks, Tess. Bye. That's our show for today. I've posted more information about Rebecca Bender on RevWoman.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll tune in every Thursday for another episode of Revolutionary Woman. You can listen to Revolutionary Woman on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Just a little note. I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is 
patreon.com slash revwoman. <laughs>